We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. In other words, you decree a thing, and the spirit, the heart, will receive revelation of how that that will come to pass. Let me give you for instance. If you confess the word of God, thank God my needs are met according to his riches in glory because I've given, it's given unto me good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Somebody said, well, how in the world could that do anything for me financially? Well, you have decreed a thing because the word said it. You have been obedient and given. Therefore, God will enlighten you. And he'll give you direction where to go. You'll meet the right people at the right place at the right time and you'll get the right job and your need will be met according to his riches in glory. And then everybody say, well, they must be the luckiest person on earth. No, you were led by your spirit. See, the things that the word says here is not just telling us something just because they're trying to fill in pages in the Bible. God calls things that are not as though they were. God speaks the end from the beginning. And he expects us to do the same thing. You can decree some things because of the word of God. Not because we believe we're God or we're trying to act like God, but because the word says it, we say it. Now, we're talking about why you should confess the word of God. Number two, it renews the mind or enlightens the mind. Now, first of all, let me say this. When you first start confessing the promises of God, now, I like to liken it to this. The children of Israel were given the promised land. God said, I've given it to you, go in and possess it. But they had to possess it. Now, the promised land is a type of our inheritance in this life. It's not a type of heaven. Because there were battles to be fought over there in the promised land. There'd be no battles fought in heaven. So it is a type of our inheritance in this life that comes from the promises in this New Testament. This is our promised land. God has given it to us. But let me tell you something, folks. If we just sit on our pew and we don't confess the Word of God and we don't possess the promise by faith, all the promises in the Word of God may mean nothing to us. You can die sitting in the pew and never receive a promise of God, even though the book is full of them just like the children of Israel died in the wilderness and never did enter into the promised land. And it was God's will for them to enter in, but they didn't. And the Bible says the reason they didn't in Hebrews the third chapter and over into the fourth chapter there, the first two verses said the reason they couldn't enter in was because of unbelief and said the gospel was preached to us as well as unto them, Paul said, but it did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. They heard what God promised but they wouldn't mix any faith with it. They heard God say it, but they wouldn't say what God said. Now, that's the way you mix faith with what God said. You say what he said. Well, somebody said, well, I'd be lying if I said that when it was not true. Well, let me ask you something. How could you lie saying what God said? Boy, now, that'd be hard to do. Lie saying what God said about you. Well, it renews the mind. You get your mind renewed to the word of God. Now, in Romans, the 12th chapter... Verse 1, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies unto God, a living sacrifice. Present your bodies to God. Be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You've got to renew your mind just because you were born again. See, these people were born again, tongue-talking, Bible-toting, full gospel businessmen. But he said you better do something about your mind. 
Because your old mind does not necessarily won't agree with the Word of God. 1 Peter 2.24 says, By his stripes you were healed. But when you hurt, you don't feel healed. But the Word says it was true. You may not have the manifestation of it all right, but begin to say what God said about it. You're calling for that. You're not lying about it. You're calling for the thing you don't have. God calls things that are not as though they were. God speaks the end from the beginning and he expects us to do the same thing. You can decree some things because of the word of God. Not because we believe we're God or we're trying to act like God, but because the word says it, we say it. You're there in Psalms. Go to the 17th chapter and verse 4. Listen to what David said in verse 4. He said, concerning the works of men, by the word of thy lips I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. By the words of thy lips. Whose lips? God's lips. He said, I took the words that you spoke out of your lips and it kept me from the path of the destroyer. You have any idea who the destroyer is? It's the devil. Now you see, faith is important because without faith you can't enter into the promises of God. You can't enter into the grace of God except through faith. That's the way you have access into the grace of God. You can't be born again without it. So the faith that comes to us from the promises of God, we can take the promises of God, confess them, and keep ourselves from the destroyer, from the enemy, by saying what God said. You decree it, you say it's true, and he enlightens you and enlightens your path. Psalms 119, verse 30 says, The entrance of the word bringeth light. So your mind would be enlightened by quoting, speaking, and saying what God said. And then Psalms 119, 105 says, The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. A lamp unto my feet. I can see where I'm going because of what the word says. I read over there. You know, for years, now folks, the reason I'm saying this is for years I confessed everything the devil said about me. Well, dear God, nothing I'll ever do work out anyway. Everything always turns out wrong for me. Somebody up there don't like me. <laughs> the Lord said to me one time, he says, if you don't change your confession, it won't get any better, it'll get worse. See, sometimes we establish what the devil says. Now, the Bible says that God's word is forever settled in heaven. It's already established there. But what we need to do is establish it here on the earth. What God said is truth. Whether you believe it or not, whether it's been proven true in your life or not, God's word's still true. And whatever you experience does not change the word of God. I mean, you may die with an ingrowing toenail, but the Bible says by his stripes you were healed. And you dying with an ingrowing toenail didn't change the word of God. And there's faith in that scripture enough to get you healed. And the other scriptures in the Bible, the seed is in itself. The ability to cause that promise to be manifest in your physical body is in the promise itself. So you speak it, you quote it, it renews your mind, you begin to think different, you begin to act different, you begin to feel different eventually. But the last thing that happens may be you'll feel different. Mark eleven twenty four says... Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. You didn't have them then, but you shall have them. 
How are you going to believe that you receive them? You will never believe it unless you're hearing it. Now let me take time out right here to just show you some things. I've said it before, but I want to hear it again myself, so I'm going to say it again. (laughs) Faith is a substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. If faith then is the substance of the thing you desire, and it's in the Word of God, faith is the substance of what I desire, then there's an opposite end of that truth. We call it the reciprocal of that truth. If faith is the substance of what I desire, then fear, being an opposite force of faith, is the substance of what I don't desire. So you can either get highly developed in faith by confessing the Word of God and saying what God said and saying the thing you desire and the promise that you're basing it on and get highly developed in faith that you receive it, or you can confess what the devil said and get highly developed in your fear. And remember, faith is the substance of the thing desired, and fear then must be the substance of things not desired. So the thing that you fear will surely come upon you. See, Job proved that beyond a doubt. He said, the thing I have greatly feared has come upon me. The thing I was afraid of has come unto me. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. You can get highly developed in your fears. You talk your sickness and disease, you'll have great faith in sickness and disease. You talk about God's healing power and the healing scriptures and the word of God and the anointing of God and you'll end up having great faith in the healing power of God. So we see it's our choice. We can renew our mind. We'll think different. We won't think dying with disease. We'll think living, thank God, because I'm healed. We renew the mind. You begin to think different. You begin to be different. Let me give you a little story here. Now, this is in the area of finances. There was a pastor there in Arkansas several years ago. I taught in his church on Sunday night. and talked about the power of words and how that we say things and we give the devil leeway. The things we say, we begin to have great faith in that, see. Now, after the service was over, we was out having coffee. And his wife said, Brother Caps, I understood something tonight that I've never understood. She said, let me tell you, said, we bought a piece of property over here about four years ago. And said it was in a little ravine, just kind of a mud hole, really. But we was going to let people dump fill dirt and, you know, concrete blocks and stuff in there and fill it up, you know. And over a year or so, we figured we'd probably get that ravine filled in and we'd sell it and make some money on it. Well, she said we'd making payments on it. She said now we, you know, got kind of financially strapped and we wanted to sell it, so we put it up for sale. Well, she said, we've been trying to sell it now for two years. And she said, you know, she said, every time we go by there, we'd say, you know, then nobody ever buy that. Who would buy that mud hole? <laughs> well, we'll never sell this piece of property. She looked across the table at me. She said, you hear me saying it? I'm saying in the name of Jesus, that piece of property will sell. And we're going to go talk to it tomorrow. And we're going to say to it, be sold in Jesus' name. They went and talked to it the next day. Now that was on Sunday night. That was on Monday. They talked to it. On Wednesday, a guy called and bought the piece of property. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. I trust you've been blessed by the Word of God as we've taught on why we should confess the Word of God. Now our offer this week will be CD offer number 7315. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, total of $27. They're entitled Faith and Confession. 
If you don't understand faith and how that you must confess the Word of God to cause faith to come, then you're really in an uphill battle to try to get founded in faith because once you understand that the Word of God produces faith, it's like an airplane. An airplane wing is designed to create lift, and the Word of God creates faith. In uh, Romans chapter 10, Paul said, The Word is nigh you, it is in your mouth and in your heart. You need to know that faith and confession is a way of life. Why do we need to confess the Word of God? Because the Scripture says, God said, return my Word to me. Now, if you return His Word, you're going to have to speak it, proclaim it. He says, remind me of what I've said. Is that because He is forgetful? Absolutely not. It's because He wants you to to speak it out of your mouth. It makes a difference when you're saying what God said out of your own mouth. That may be the only audible voice of God you'll hear is speaking the word aloud. Paul said in Romans 10, the word is nigh you, it is in your mouth and in your heart. First it's in your mouth, then it gets in your heart. When it gets in your mouth, it'll get in your heart. By confessing the word, it causes you to plant a seed in your heart. The seed is the promise of God. As you speak it and proclaim it, it causes faith to come or creates faith in that very particular promise. And it keeps the answer before you. That's offer number 7315, three CDs, entitled Faith and Confession for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, total of $27. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.